Hi, Whitney. Hi, Joy. <laughs> oh, it worked, right? It did. It did. Very good. Okay. Well, let me go to my notes because I do have your information. Just a second here. Okay. Okay, it says you are a modern day mystic, and I'd like for you to explain what you mean by that. Um, of course. Yeah, because I think you are, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, you know, I know your story. I, I've been following you for years, and so yeah. I kind of know your story, and um so I definitely think you are a very, very, very much a modern day mystic. Okay. Explain what you mean by that. Well, I think the term mystic and what it feels like to me is that we're choosing to live life um, looking at the world and circumstances and experiences from two different angles so to speak. Like there's yeah. the, the human 3D kind of um, individualized popular. Freak out, freak out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, where life is a, a, a race or, you know, success is money and recognition. None of yeah. that is bad. But right. what I love to do is tap into the unseen elements, the more subtle energies and ways yeah. of being on this planet where we are truly life artists. Like we yes. are creating our reality in each and every moment. And we have so many allies through mother nature, our intuition, um, the animal kingdom, you know, people who work with animal totems and that's right. And know that, you know, things become very dynamic and active, you know, animals are crossing your path in unusual ways. And there's a reason for that. So, uh -huh. so living, I, everyone has the opportunity to live as an everyday mystic. And it takes really, I think first being able to take a step back and just observe your life, your beliefs, the stories, you know, what you think you can and can't do, um, uh -huh. the roles you're playing, how much has the role of a mother or a wife um, how have those inspired and how have those perhaps limited? Because, you know, does a good mother, a good wife do dot, 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 right? Uh -huh. um, or at your age, is it possible, you know, for someone my age to do that? Well, it's yeah. up to you, you know? Yeah, exactly. 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 You're right. You are right. Okay. My question is, how did you get so wise? <laughs> That's a funny question. What's your story? <laughs> <laughs> I know your story, but you tell your story because I think it's a wonderful story. Everybody needs to hear it. All the women who are listening to this needs to hear this. Okay? Yeah. Well, I what I know for sure is that we learn through contrast, mm -hmm. right? And yes. so I have always, you know, since I was a little kid, wanted to have a life that was full of contrast, you know, like I used to say, I want the roller coaster ride, you know, where you're in the upside down in the loop-de-loops and you're scared and then you're exhilarated and then you're taken, transported to some new uh -huh. place. 
Um, and so I've always lived that way. And I think when you uh, stretch into those unknown places and can also turn and look at the contrast that is, you know, the upside down scary places, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and look for how you're being prepared, what you're learning, what's being offered to you. Um, a story's coming to mind when I had my art center in Nashville, which is Joy Knows, I opened in 1996 with zero art training. Like I hadn't taken an art class since my freshman year in high school. I had grown up completely believing that I couldn't paint or draw, therefore I couldn't be artistic. Um, I dabbled in like beadwork and knitting scarves, you know, because that's all. I just wanted to play with the color. But uh -huh. I believed the art teacher that told me that I had a great eye for color and balance, but drawing wasn't my thing. Yeah. So, so I opened this art center, which in and of itself is a whole story, right? But I was overwhelmed with this truth um, that I read four years after graduating from the University of Michigan and spending the summer selling books door to door, that life is meant to be lived as art and that we are the artist. And until we realize that, you know, we won't be able to create the life of art. It was so clear to me that life was so much more like a blank canvas than a multiple choice test or any way I was taught in school. Uh -huh. So I opened this art center to provide a fun, you know, a supportive, safe place where people, adults and kids could come and create and explore the arts as a modality, as a way to connect with how they're creating the art that is their life and empowering them to go out into their lives and create the change they wanted because uh -huh. they would learn the skills that they needed you know, at the canvas or in the watercolor course or the bookmaking or we did everything. <laughs> yeah, so, I know you, you, so did, you definitely did. Uh huh. So, um, so that experience, um, right away, right from the beginning of my career defied all the norms and all of the traditions. You know, I opened this in Nashville, Tennessee, having grown up in Chicago. And what I learned years later is that the Nashville art scene, um, was, you know, would get together for their meetings and people that have been meeting together for decades. And they were, I think, anywhere on the spectrum from angry to, you know, how dare she? Who is she to come in here? This oh, yeah. 26 would... year old with no art experience. Sure. Yeah. Um, they, and they were not rooting for me, most of no, them, from what, I, uh -uh. No, what I, I heard. No, I heard too. I got yeah. that too when I did my thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so pushing these, boundaries, you know, um, which I think life, when you open to it, you will be provided the opportunity. You know, if you're thinking, oh, you know, I could never do that. It's like, you will be given the opportunity to do whatever it is you are meant to do. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. And, and the thing to understand is your logical mind wants to protect you. Your logical, rational thinking mind wants to keep you safe. So if the contrast that's calling to you, which is ultimately going to lead to some experience that will get you greater in greater alignment with your most purposeful life, um, mm -hmm. your logical, rational mind is going to judge it as impractical or unsafe or, you know, too many risks or fear of failure. Yeah. Um, you'll immediately, you know, that'll happen immediately when you start thinking about something that you want to do 
it's right. it's like that. Yeah, that all automatically happens. Yes. So it's perfect going back to your first question about being an everyday mystic. An everyday mystic is able to recognize, like, wow, my human self, which mm-hmm. is trying to keep me safe and protected and in the known, mm-hmm. is is adding its awareness, its consciousness to this decision I have or this situation experience I'm in. What I also have access to is this, you know, you can use your own words to describe it. Is it a higher level of wisdom? Is it just a different, I think it's just a different level of consciousness. It's not that Mm -hmm. it's better or worse, Mm -hmm. but it's available and it's support and it's wisdom that can help you look at the unknown and recognize when it's in alignment with what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. know, if you've been saying, I want to do more of my art. I want to share more of my art. I want to start a business with my art. And you think it's going to happen one way, like, oh, I'm going to teach at the community center. Yeah. And then, exactly. a, you know, a friend at a corporate job says, hey, will you come in and teach us painting? And you're scared, Right. Because it's yeah. like, I can't talk to these corporate people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. but yeah. your everyday mystic recognizes like, okay, I'm being called this different direction, you know, or I'm being called to go online or I'm being called to work with children or whatever it is. Right. But too often I think we miss out on the yeses and the flow in life because we judge it as not being in alignment with our plan. And what I know for sure is our personal plans are like a needle in the haystack compared to the flow of what we're here to do and how we're here to create. And if we try and control from that little bitty needle in the haystack, you know, it's going to be very difficult, which is what a lot of us have experienced, which I have definitely experienced that. And then, you know, also been able to choose the other. So, um, So that wisdom, you know, it comes from experience and it comes from pushing boundaries and being in fear and getting to the other side and being like, okay, I get why I was afraid. I understand the, you know, the tools, the the parts of me, the power that I picked up along the way in facing that fear. And now I'm understanding I don't have to be afraid about that kind of change. And, you know, there's always the next level. Um, it's not that I never experienced fear, right? But it, it has its yeah. proper place. It's not there to stop me. That's right. Exactly. Can you tell me a little bit about your, um, uh, your story about your book, Rise Above? Because mm-hmm. the reason why is I, I want to tell you this specifically is because that book literally mm-hmm. uh, really was powerful for me. That was the first book that I read, read of yours. And mm-hmm. I immediately started a group. We've been working with your book nonstop. I've got two groups so far and I've gone through the book once already. And now we're going through it again. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how amazing that book is for, mm-hmm. for me, but also for my group that I've been working with. So uh, tell me your story of how you wrote that book. <laughs> and why did you call it Rise Above? Yeah, well, that book, um, I'm just laughing because, you know, originally it was going to be called Super Soul Flow. And uh-huh. I, cr- I created the Super Soul Flow online program in like 2015. Uh-huh. Um, we started January 2015 so that I would write the book. Um, and that course... Was that your initiative? Um, that was... I created the course exactly. So I would Uh be sure to write the book. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite accountability tool is to create the online program. Yeah. 
so, so that course did become the content of the book. Um, and the current super soul flow course is a totally different teaching that I was given after I wrote rise above, but it was clear, like, that's what super soul flow was. And so anyway, it's a perfect example of kind of letting go of control, right? Because, uh -huh. um, yeah. what I initially thought the book was kind of centered around completely shifted. And then that became something else. And, and that all happened over about two years and it was just from listening and paying attention. Um, so rise above. So first of all, the, the teaching in it, which is first the truth that we are creating our reality in each and every moment. And what we're actually doing is creating with energy and life and your life circumstances respond to the energy that you are generating from within. Life is mm -hmm. absolutely an inside out job. Mm -hmm. And you don't need any money in your bank account or any letters after your name to generate the energies of gratitude and clarity and joy and spaciousness and um, gratitude and freedom and self-love. You can do all of that from within. Mm -hmm. and for me, that's what my sacred and personal painting practice that I use and share with as many people on this planet as possible is uh -huh. make visible how we are creating our reality in each and every moment and how it's really what we're creating is energetic. So each chapter in Rise Above is a different feeling or energy. And I reframe and explore different facets of very familiar concepts like time, you know, personal freedom, things like mm -hmm. that. And then I give you sacred symbols that energetically are in alignment with those energies and invite you to paint that symbol onto your canvas, which the one canvas can go through the whole book. You can just keep painting over and over and over uh -huh. yeah. um, on your meditation canvas. And, um, and it will literally... Um, align you with that energy because you're spending all the time at the canvas painting it. And then it helps to keep you in alignment, which means you can attract more and more of that energy because energy is such that like attracts like. Mm -hmm. So if you're a person who's constantly looking, uh, and I just had an email from someone about this, um, looking for all the ways you're free. Like someone asked me, like, how do you, how do you live with that sense of freedom? How, how do I feel free? Well, you may not feel free financially. You may not feel free in your job. I, you know, got divorced. There were many, many years I did not feel free. Um, I felt stuck in a marriage. Um, and then there are so many ways that you are free and you start focusing on those things. You don't focus on the job or the marriage or whatever else, whatever's making you feel stuck. You focus on everything and every way you are free. At the canvas, the first exercise in the book is just doodling and playing and finger painting and uh -huh. spilling on the canvas and meditating on with every brushstroke, I'm free to paint this color. I'm free to add this, you know, shape. I'm free to paint these words. I'm free to bring in a pencil. I'm free to do whatever I want at this canvas. And then it ripples out. It can become just this walking meditation. Like, wow, I'm free to park in any of these parking spots that are open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm free to drink any of these teas that are in my tea I'm drawer. I'm free to make these choices. Yes. I'm yes. free to think this way. I'm free to, I'm free to do this and take this action. Yeah, I agree exactly. with you. Exactly. And, and the aha for me um, in 
the beginning because before I started writing this book was I was in Nepal. Um, I had met a friend at a, another conference who was from Kathmandu originally. And she told me that she wanted to launch an event in Kathmandu called creativeness fest. Well, we came up with that word, but she wanted to bring, um, you know, this kind of entrepreneurial creative energy to Kathmandu because so many people in Nepal, young people especially, feel like they need to leave to get uh -huh. the opportunity. Uh -huh. um, so I said 20 years, like we know all the people, <laughs> you know, who we could invite. So um, I ended up in Kathmandu um, and I traveled around through the Himalayas. I got connected with a now dear friend in Portland who's from Kathmandu originally. And he gave me the names of his four best friends in the world to connect with. And wow. that was a magical experience. And the last day I had was walking away from the meeting with the last friend, you know, it kind of became this quest to meet them all. Uh -huh. And he, he owns a Tonka art gallery in Kathmandu. And we had the most magical conversation about painting and the role of artists and sacred symbols and the energy of art. And he was so excited and like, oh, how can I help you? Because I was still in that stage of, you know, lots of credit card, um, you know, high credit card balances and, and really just still going for it after my divorce to make uh -huh. sure I could make a living doing this work. And right. And I remember walking away um, from his gallery and I'm in the streets of Kathmandu and I had to go back to where I was staying and go to the airport to leave. And I was just overwhelmed with this feeling of safety and security. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even need the backpack that I have in my, you know, where I was staying. I have this tribe just three weeks in Nepal and I could live here. Like I would be taken care of and I would be provided for, I would have opportunities. And that wave of freedom and, and security rather than sourcing it from, you know, a investment account or, you know, whatever yeah. else I left, yeah. I left a lot of financial quote unquote security when I left my marriage. And, and I'm like, I am going to be okay because the real currency is energy. And, yeah. and so when you nurture yeah. From the inside out, the energy, the vibration, the feelings that you value and that you desire, and you make it like a no matter what, you know, the world is batshit crazy right now. And it's up to each of us to find the silver lining, you know, to look for the, the stories of people rising above and to, and to challenge ourselves to look at this as a learning, growing, you know, transition, um, which we desperately need on this planet. So, well, I think, I think that, um, right now, in spite of the fact that there are a lot of difficulties and challenges for yeah. sure, there's also an amazing amount of opportunity, uh, that we have to become greater, to become better. You yeah. know, I really do. Yeah. Um, I want to just share just a little teeny bit about your book and the group that I have going on and what we were working on when I created this podcast. We were working on the lion energy. Mm. We called it lioness energy. Yes. And we were using that energy through the month. Every time we were to, um, you know, take a risk in some way, we were to call forth and evoke the lion's energy. Yeah. Well, I had a group and we talked about, okay, what is it that you want to create in your life that you really want to believe that you can do 
and you want the lioness to help you, the, the lioness, the spirit of the lioness to help you. I wrote down, I want to recognize and validate and celebrate my own wisdom and mm. connect to women and share that with others. Two days later, I created the podcast. Wow. Yeah. So that just shows you how much your book <laughs> influences lots of people that you don't even know. You don't know me from anything, but your book <laughs> has created a space for me to now reach out for other to other people because I feel that that is also my mission through this podcast to reach out to other people like you and other people to connect with other people because of your book. Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That is really exciting. And, um, and I do remember you when you um, first got into the yeah. um, book club group. I on did. My... I, became a, I became one of your book club people. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember exactly. So um so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, oh, it makes me welcome. so happy. Yeah, you're the lioness welcome. was a fun one. So each chapter in Rise Above has, is a different energy and it has and a different right. um, animal totem. And uh, the lioness um, was given to me as the totem for the joy chapter. And uh -huh. and what I what I saw with that is is the lioness was the energy that was going to protect our boundaries and enable us to create and maintain and kind of defend our space to, mm -hmm. to create our dreams into reality, right? Because yeah. a lot of women, especially, you know, we're, we're getting tugged on all the time and it's so easy for us to put everybody else first. Uh -huh. and, and so for us to say, um, you know, for us to say, no, actually, I can't take you to basketball right now because I am working on my podcast. You know, yeah, I am, yeah. I am painting. This is important to me. And, yeah. you know, you have other ways. So it was this image of like, you know, lionesses out at the perimeter of, you know, your bedroom or your kitchen table, just roaring, just keeping everybody else away. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. you can do your work. That's your right. Exactly. Work. And so, yeah. And it's been amazing because a couple of my other uh, women in my group have also taken amazing steps this mm. month mm. because of that chapter. So, uh, nice. you know, it, it's, it's, it's a powerful book. Now I want to talk to you about this next book that you have written yes. also, because I'm reading that one also, because I don't know if you know this, but I have been using little excerpts from your chapters mm -hmm. in my episodes on my podcast. Oh, that's I've awesome. been reading, like I read something about um, uh, courage. No, was it courage? Was the three the three things the three courage, love, and uh, gratitude? I read right. a little bit from that because I had also done an episode on gratitude, and so I love combining because mm -hmm. I love to talk anyway. <laughs> I love to just you know I just love to talk on my little episodes along with bringing in speakers. So right. I have shared, because I knew you were going to be on, I shared a little bit of this and I'm going to continue because I think it's great for, um, I read it just before I go to bed, by the way, mm -hmm. Lovely. It's, a, it's a wonderful inspiration before I go to bed. Anyway, yeah. tell me about that book. Yes. Well, this book has been, um, 
pretty amazing. It, you know, it's my first book that isn't directly about creativity and painting or art making. Uh-huh. And it was a process I was given in the answer to the question of, you know, what is like this foundational um, energy? What is, what can we focus on as human beings living on this very complicated planet right now? Mm-hmm. What are the simple things we can do that will basically guarantee that everything else will fall into place? And yeah. I'd been exploring that question a little bit. And then before New Year's in um, 2018, I spent 20 hours in complete darkness with the intention of um, taking the mask off um, Wow! in the morning before the sun That's came incredible. up. Yeah, yeah, and painting. So spending out 20 hours in the dark and then, um, you know, coming into the light, you know, taking the sleeping mask off uh, as the sun was coming up and painting after depriving, you know, my sense of vision for so long. And uh-huh. during, during that time in the dark, um, which I love the whole, like going into the dark to be able to see clearly. That I, sounds like shamanism. Yeah, well, it is. It's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I, I got inspired by stories of um, the uh, Irish Celtic tradition where the poets were the shamans and the oh, po- yeah. Yeah, poetry yeah, yeah. was medicine. And what they would do, um, you know, I don't know how frequently, but they had these huts that were special for the poets to go in. There was complete darkness. They would spend 24 hours and then emerge to write poetry. Poetry wow. was, was seen to be especially potent. And yeah. I just immediately was like, well, how much more potent to paint a painting after being in the right. dark? Right, exactly. You know? I think so. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, yeah. So during the very first meditation, um, when I dropped in during that 20 hours, I was shown Metatron's cube. And and when I say I was shown, because this is uh, has been a learning place for me, I it's like I saw it in my mind's eye. I don't see things. Yeah, I, yeah, I know visually. exactly what you're talking about. Sure. Yeah. I, I completely understand. Yeah. It's just like thoughts come to me. Yeah. And I, so the thought, the image in my mind of Metatron's cube was given to me. And I saw this beautiful connection or gift that sacred geometry was offering us is this bridge between. Uh-huh kind of what we started the show talking about, kind of this human 3D, you know, on the ground physical reality, and then the energy, the truth, the spaciousness of everything that's existing in the subtle realms. Like if we could put on special glasses and see everything that was going on truly around us, we would be amazed. And, And so sacred geometry was a bridge. And when you look at Metatron's cube, you'll see that it's um, it's first kind of the Merkaba, which is the two triangles coming together. It's uh-huh. a Jewish star it is also um, a 2D symbol of that. And then there are these six spheres, six circles at the tip of, you know, each of the six points of the star. Right. And so what happened? So like, you know, you think this is never going to happen until it does. But in that moment, it was like these six circles. And then the answers to the question I'd been getting about what what's like the foundation of what we can do to make sure we feel safe and secure on this planet. And so I put the six energies, the six feelings or emotions or whatever that I'd been given in immediately, just drop them into Metatron's cube. And, and then that merged with uh, the term, I am the unstoppable dream that had come up in a group mural, you know, so like all these different wow. things yeah, of course. together. 
goes back also to, you know, when you did paintings, uh, you know, you, you, it's been a progress. I've seen, I've seen this in your work. You've used symbols ongoing. You've yeah. used symbols, you know, you've used symbols ongoing. So it was just a preparation yeah, for absolutely. what you finally received. And I think that, you know, in preparation for what I consider channeling, you are mm -hmm. channeling, obviously. Yes. And I know that in my own personal experience, because I also channel. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's powerful. It is. It's powerful. And the thing is that for you to be given this message, this is a powerful message, Whitney. I mean, seriously, this is a t really powerful message, especially at this time. So I completely get it. I completely yeah. get it. I really do. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was, you know, this, the unstoppable dream, like being unstoppable, I realized that comes from recognizing that the dream, the vision that you've been given, you know, starting a podcast, you know, whatever it is that you really mm -hmm. like to do traveling somewhere, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, to buy a red Corvette, whatever the dream is that like uh -huh. keeps right. knocking on your door and keeps calling to you and keeps coming up. That is not just your dream. In fact, it's, it's a dream you could say from the universe, like it's an experience. It's a, it's a series of experiences that want to be experienced on this planet and it needs you yeah. to physicalize it. Right? That's right. Like, that's what we're here. Like we're here as if you consider yourself an infinite being, if you consider yourself to have a soul or a spirit, and then we can use the painting analogy. It's like your physical body is the paintbrush. Yeah. And it's your, basically <laughs> you're, you're the, um, well, see when you paint, I know this too, is that when you paint, it comes through you. It literally comes through yeah. you. It comes through your body, your hands, and and you're not you're you're just the instrument. You're the instrument. Exactly. I mean, when I opened the art center in '96 with no background, it's because yeah. I was taken over by this idea that was way bigger than me. That's right. And if you, you know, hadn't taken it, somebody else would have. Exactly. Because and the universe is looking. The universe is looking for. Um, uh, Oh, do you remember? Do you remember anything about what? Um, what's her name? Gilbert. Liz Gilbert. Yeah, she yeah, said I did. Something or... about the muse. Did, did, yeah. she, did, did you remember about that? Where she said the muse comes by, and if you don't grab it, yes, it it just literally grab it. it yeah, it will just whip by you. <laughs> Yeah, she says ideas are looking for yeah, look, posts and portals. Yeah, and it, exactly. And it, and if you don't, you might dance with an idea for a little bit. Oh, I'd love to do that. And maybe you take a couple steps and then your left brain, your logical, rational mind kicks uh -huh. in and is like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have money. I'm not qualified, blah, blah, blah. And then you kind of drop the idea or put it on the back burner. That uh -huh. idea will leave. It'll literally well, leave yeah, your awareness uh -huh. and it'll go find somebody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And the thing is that um, that's why I... I have such an admiration for you. I really have such an admiration for you because of number one, I know, like I know how you started and I started this, I, I started in a very similar way in my own, in my own work. Mm -hmm. And I admire that because I'm sure that like, like, like I did, you went through lots of naysayers, lots mm -hmm. of people that said, yeah, you can't do it. You know, how I had the same situation. I had teachers when I decided to, uh, teach way back when I first started teaching who said because I was in the newspaper they put a little thing in for what I was doing at the art center and they said 
how dare her? She's mm-hmm. not, she doesn't qual. She's not a qualified teacher. How dare her teach? Yeah. And I yeah. could have given up. I could have given up right then and there. Right. But- you know, and the important thing to remember too, is those people, those naysayers, they have naysayed their own dreams. Oh, of course they've been naysayed themselves. They yeah. Been- and they no, don't want, yeah, they're resistant to other people, yeah. you know, doing, and they're not aware of that, you know, they're not aware of it and it's, no. it's too bad. And that's why, you know, this premise of when we each, you know, take care of ourselves, when we each honor our truths, our dreams, when we all, you know, take steps that are in the direction of where we want to go, not where yeah. our parents or friends or, you know, whatever the collective that's right. that's wants right. us to go, then um, then we're living happy, fulfilled lives. If everybody did that, right. Yeah. Um, there, there would be no naysayers and there would be only support. No, because they would all be doing what they want to do. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And, uh, when my students ask me, you know, things like well, Miss Joy, you know, what do you think is the most important thing about, about, you know, doing, cause they're asking me, well, well you know, what, what kind of a career should I get? I said, you know what? The most important thing is to do something that comes from your heart. Do something yeah. you love yeah. because that's important. That's the most important. Don't you think that's the most important thing? Whitney? Well, absolutely. Because I mean, I think I believe we're all here to, you know, with like our own color, you know, uh-huh. it's like it's like the world is this huge palette or this huge painting and we each bring a, our own very unique That's color. Right. We can only bring our color to uh-huh. the art that is this planet. And, right. um, and then we well, try, we spend time trying to be another color, sure. you yeah. know, or wishing we were another color. And it's like, be you, be radiantly, unapologetically, boldly, fearlessly you and, and recognize that that's going to take you on a journey that will have its ups and downs and its challenges, but that's where you get the wisdom and that's where you get the conviction. And that's where you learn whatever it is you need to learn, how to ask for help, how to detach from results. Um, so many things. So when you trust that if this idea, this dream is lighting you up and getting you excited, and then you see, so I tell people, you know, in the first 24, 48 hours, probably like you experienced with the podcast, like pay attention to mm-hmm. what is coming up. And when you see the, the dream that you've been given and you see it echoed, you know, like someone sends you an email that mentions it, or someone talks about it, or you see it, you know, in a newspaper, whatever. Right. Um, That's you're being given the Uh thumbs up. So you keep going and you just take one step at a time in unstoppable dream in the book. There's, um, the sphere of the, there's six spheres of wellness. And the last one is presence. Mm -hmm. And that is so important because what I see in all the people that I coach and over the years is often, we have the dream, we have the vision, which is important. And that's a future vision, right? So, uh-huh. so it, we're not experiencing it right now. So it's in the future. So we immediately come back to the present moment and we're like, whoa, this is making me feel so good. Like I'm excited. I, I think I need to pay attention to this. And we may take a step or two 
you know, in that direction. And then uh, something inevitably doesn't go exactly the way we thought. Right. Yeah, and yeah. we compare where we are in the very kind of foothills of this journey. And we're uh -huh. looking up at our, the, the vision of our dream, like the mountaintop experience. And we can't understand how we're going to get from here to that mountaintop. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. so we stop, we yeah, stop. I agree. And, and presence um, the biggest lesson I got from the presence um, sphere is that asking yourself, really getting picky about what can I do right now mm -hmm. that's going to get me a step closer. And I caution people that the the guidance you'll receive may seem so easy that you ignore it. Uh huh. Right. Like you know, if you want to travel, like I'm, I'm just making um, travel arrangements to go paragliding in Chile with my daughter in January, which is kind of crazy. But um, anyway, I mean, it's not crazy, but it's, you know, it feels like I've gotten out of shape traveling the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, but anyway, so, so there's the vision say of taking a trip. Right. Well, you might come present and say, okay, what can I do right now? It's like, well, I could look up flights. Okay. But what can I do even before? Like, oh, I need to go get my computer. Okay. Uh -huh. Go yeah. get your computer, right? Like uh -huh. take that step, then open it up, turn it on, then uh, search, you know, flights to Chile. One step at a time. One step at a time. And you'll get, you'll get more information with each step. And then that will illuminate the next step. And right now, and I remember reading this in the last year or two, and it really struck me. And we know this, that life Life on this planet is changing rapidly. I mean, mm -hmm. just I mean, that it's undeniable, right? Yes. So, so the way it was worded is it's like spirit can't show you the future too far ahead because so many things are changing and so much of the future depends on what you do right now. Well, that's it. Yep. It is. So you've got is. to stay present and taking, um, you've got to stay present and take steps in the now that will feel simple in order to eventually get to where you want to be. And, well, I and think that's why your painting is, is yeah. a part of that. You know, like you're, you, you talked about how you can go to your, 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 your canvas and, you know, be focused on a particular thought or uh, even a problem and, and just painting and you're being in the present when you're painting. Right. Right. You're present you're being in the present with the colors you're being in the present with the brush that you're using you're not thinking oh this i gotta do this and i gotta do that you think you're in the present it's like it is a meditation it's very similar to me in fact it is a meditation it's a painting meditation okay so you are in the present and i think that's why your painting is so powerful and i think that that is a very good way of of using your painting as an example of how you also work with your life. Right. Absolutely. You know? And that's, and then, yeah. And I also get a lot of questions like, how do you get started? How do you develop the, you know, how do you stay creatively inspired? Things like that. And uh -huh. just those questions and the painting, the canvas will illustrate this or mirror this for you as well. Just those questions are um, reflective of our pattern of thinking ahead. So it's not really, the question isn't really, how do I get started? The question is, 
I have this image of paintings that I like or what I would like to paint and I haven't painted before. And so I don't know how to get to a place where I'm painting these things that I want to paint that I've seen in the museums or, you yeah. know, online or whatever. Yeah. And, and again, that's not being present. So the present moment is like paint, just get yeah, I don't think, I, I think that that's intimidating. And I think that, you know, when people try to do that, um, they just never start simply because it's right. so intimidating. I think right. that, you know, my way of teaching too is the same way. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, um, you know, I teach drawing classes and painting classes and things like mm -hmm. this too, but I work with kids. And the thing is that um, I always, I always have them start, you know, with, um, you know, like you said, the present, the present moment, you know, like, what are they doing right now? What, what, what are they learning right now? Rather than, okay, I want to do this. I want to be, I want to be a perfect artist or, you know, I mean, I think that those are things that are very intimidating. Right. Right. And again, it's reflective with anything, you know, if you want to start a business or learn how to paraglide, you know, there's going to be a lot of steps that yes, yes, you yes. have to take in order to get to that kind of realized vision. And, um, and it can get overwhelming when you look at the disparity between where you are and where you want to be. Mm -hmm. The antidote is to bring yourself present. And what's the simplest, easiest step I can take right now that is in alignment with this future reality. And, and then when things don't go the way you expected, you don't decide like, oh, the dream isn't meant to happen. It's like, okay, there must be a better route. There's a better yeah. path. You right. know, I thought it was going to go this way or this person was going to help me. My first book um, was published after years of me knowing for sure that the the first book, The Artist Within, was meant to happen. And I had- I had book too. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a woman move in next door to the art center who was a literary agent. And I'm like, of course you are, because I have this book. And that, that didn't lead to anywhere. I had another friend introduce me to a friend who introduced me to an agent in New York. Wow. I flew to New York. I met with her. She loved it. And then I didn't know it at the time. And she went on maternity leave. I mean, she disappeared and, uh, and I couldn't get in touch with her and I had no idea. So then I had other people. And I mean, it was years of just me knowing that no matter what this book was meant to exist. Yeah. Um, in fact, when I started writing it, I had no children. By the time it was published, I had three who could read it. Wow. Um, That's a long time. <laughs> right. But now I have four published books. So someone might look at that and, and think, oh, you know, oh, she just, whatever. She just writes books and publishes them. Like, no, that first book was a long labor. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, it, but I never doubted, I never doubted that no, it was going to happen. And that it's so staying in coherence is what that's called when you choose a dream. And then in the present moment, things may not work out the way you expect, but you stay in coherence. It's like, okay, well, that must not be the person who was supposed to help, or maybe it's the timing, you know, rise above was supposed to be published in 2016 and it mm -hmm. wasn't published till 2017. And in the meantime, I was teaching, I ended up teaching about the end of a seven year or a nine year cycle. We were at the end of a nine year cycle in 2016 because 2016 adds up to nine. So you don't ever want to start, like you don't want to publish a new book in a nine year that it's like, a dead end kind of for new beginnings. This is where you complete. Wow. You, know, you yeah, learn that's a, the that's lessons. A good thing to, yeah. It's yeah. True. 
Yeah. And then 2017, it was all systems go. It flowed, uh -huh. right? 2016, it was like, oh my gosh, why is this being so hard to get this book published? But I just trust it because I've learned over the years, if it's not, if there's a dream I have that I know, no, no is meant to happen and it's not happening in my expectation of timing, it's because there's better timing. I just am not aware of it, right? My puny earth brain, as I affectionately refer to it, um, is not capable of seeing the big picture. And so I'm going to trust the timing. And every time I do that, it works out just like with 30 days to unstoppable. You know, I started teaching that online in January, February, 2020. Uh -huh. And, um, again, so that I would be sure to write the book and, um, spontaneously during a Facebook live with the course, which the course I am the unstoppable dream is, is still available. And the companion journal, um, is just out and we're launching a seven month journaling. I, oh, um, I saw that. I saw yeah. That, but, um, that's definitely but, something that, um, I think is, is going to be great. I wish I could afford it, but I can't. Well, I can't the, at this the, point, yeah. The but, journal group. So the journal group, $77 for seven. Yeah, months. I saw that. That's um, but the, the point is, is when I was showing up in the Facebook group for the course in February, 2020, and I just spontaneously described um, the meditation that we do in Unstoppable Dream using mm -hmm. the sacred geometry is, is basically creating this energetic space kind of within and around us. You imagine yourself at the center of that sacred geometry. Uh -huh. um, and, and you do that for multiple reasons, um, one of which is literally to distract the rational thinking mind. I mean, like, okay, I'm going into my kind of magical space here. And your logical mind is like, okay, well, you're, I don't know what you're doing. So I'm going to check out. And it's like, that's exactly <laughs> what I want you to do. So anyway, so you go into this, you know, this energetic space that is right. um, symbolized by Metatron's cube. And uh -huh. I said, you guys, it's like, we're creating an energetic Noah's Ark right. so that no matter what happens in the external <laughs> world, we will be safe, secure, and loved oh in our energetic space. And little then did you know, right? little did I know then yeah, COVID the happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was very clear to me that this teaching was meant to come through, you know, for people right now. So that's my new, my new dream, or it's not even a dream anymore. Cause it feels like it's already happening, but my new vision, when I moved into my new house and I you know, I bought my first house after the divorce, which was a huge, huge deal for me. And it was like, okay, what's next? And it was uh -huh. like, I am a, a new paradigm teacher and people are magnetized to my books and my teachings because it's going to help them thrive in this new paradigm. Wow. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, this book was kind of my coming out as that. And then it, you know, basically launches during the pandemic, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It just seemed it was perfect timing. It really was yeah. it perfect yeah. timing because yeah. people need to hear this. They need to hear that the things that you're saying, uh, both in your book that you're, you know, the, the book that you're doing, but also the other stuff that you're doing that I see online mm -hmm. that you're doing, mm -hmm. especially this journal group. Tell us, can you tell us just a little bit more of that, about that? Well, I know it's another person, you and yourself. Yeah. So my publisher and I, um, we decided I wanted to publish a companion journal because I'm always writing in my books and I love to write and journal, of course. Uh -huh. And, um, and it just felt 
really, it, you know, it just felt like, of course, I'm writing a companion journal for 30 Days to Unstoppable. And um, I wanted to create a space for people to be able to reflect each month and to create this seven month container. Oh, it's seven months. Which, okay. Yeah, it's this, well, and the, the journal is organized for you to spend seven months and set an intention at the beginning of each month and, and call in a symbol to use as kind of a guide for the month. Wow. Um, we, in the journal, we explore the seven um, laws of the universe, uh, which I are not an unstoppable dream, but I'm very much in alignment um, with this teaching. Uh-huh. And so it, it creates a space that has a whole calendar at the beginning of each month and then a 12 month calendar in the back. So you can um, use it one to kind of you know, record the synchronicities and coincidences or when you got the dream or, you know, what things are happening. So when we get super intentional about that, um, more happens, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and so um, Astara, Jane Astara, Ashley, my publisher and I, who are good friends, of course, and and we're like, we want to do the journal together. And then of course, the way we both are is like, let's invite all our friends. (laughs) Uh Right. And um, so, yeah, so that that journaling and the seven months is really an opportunity to, to create space and really sink into the teaching in this book, because what really is possible uh, at the end or in the, you know, in the process of going through the book and, and really choosing to, to create your life using these perspectives um, is that you will become an everyday mystic. <laughs> well, the other thing is that I think that when you are sharing it, I think really, it's really important to share it with somebody else as well. So I think the idea of you're creating something that other people can do uh, makes it even more powerful. I do. So yeah, tell me when is, when is that going to start? It starts November 1st. Okay. November 1st. Okay. At that, and you'll have all that information. I think you sent all the information to me, right? Sure. Um, or it's on WhitneyFreyoStudio.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will, why don't you, uh, if you would, when you uh, send, when, when I actually publish publish this, I will add all the information that you gave me um, yes. plus, plus what you just said um, yeah. so that people kind of know what you're doing. Okay. Perfect. And Joy, I will gift you that journal program. And so you can invite your people in and oh, bless we, your heart. We can all journal together. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's a fantastic. Thank you. My goodness. How, <laughs> how, how oh, that's so honored. I'm so honored. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. In fact, I can add you into it right this second. How about oh, that? Oh, bless your heart. Thank you, Whitney. I bless you just, you're a sweetheart. You know, <laughs> I love you. I do. You know, I don't, like I said, don't even know you, but I do know you. You, you know, do. I know you so well. Well, and I think all of us who are um, inspired by art and um, color and light, you know, like we are a a tribe. We are a, a, tribe. a, exactly. like a we family are. of humans on this planet who are, I do believe, actually here to help us remember that we create we our reality. We and are. That's why, you know, for those of you listening who you've, you know, maybe you've always wanted to be, like I was a really professional out loud wannabe artist for the first whole half of my life. Um, whether you've always wanted to paint and make art, whether it's something that you do do. I've had so many people 
tell me after going through my coaching training that they, you know, they knew they loved teaching art, but they didn't really understand why they were doing it until, you know, they got into my realm, which is just reminding them that we're, we're activating within people, this, this belief and this hope and this confidence and this mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, we've created our reality. We can create a different reality. We can do it on a micro level every single day. And, and you all know this, you all, you all are probably very optimistic people and you live with people or you have people in your life who are not right. And they, they, I know from my experience, I was made to feel like I was somehow kind of simple or naive, different, 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 but not, it wasn't like, oh, you're so smart for thinking optimistically. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know, I know. I got that too. I got that too. Yeah. And, Um, and when I realized it's like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm here to hold space for what's possible. I you, know you dance for I know you there's more different drum. I mean, yeah. you you dance to your own music. I, right. Yeah. And all of you listening, I have a feeling you are like that too. And so when yeah. you can shift from like, oh, you know, this is something, you know, I don't fit in with everybody else because everyone else is talking the doom and gloom. And I just want to talk about what's possible. Find your tribe, find your people Yeah, because we're out here and we need you holding on to the vision of living on a planet that is more compassionate and more sustainable. And, and there's greater equality and there's greater, uh, you know, equality of, of, you know, the economies and, you know, all of that, like whatever it is, your particular vision of what heaven on earth would be like, we need you yeah. space for that and imagining into it. And it will come to pass. The more of us that choose to believe in everything that's possible rather than focusing on everything that's not working. Yes. That's when, that's exactly. when the shift will happen. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Well, I can't tell you how much of a gift this has been for me. Whitney, you know, um, you are an amazing lady and I, <laughs> I, I'm almost in tears right this minute. Cause I just feel so, so much of a heart for you. So, um, you. bless your heart. And I just feel that you, um, your work is amazing. Your work is powerful and yeah, uh, I'm, so, I'm so honored that you chose to come to be on my little baby podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. Yeah, this podcast is going to grow and grow and uh-huh. um, reach. And just yeah. like you said to me, the ripple effects, you may never know, but I know exactly. You'll never you can't know. have too much uh, messages of hope and possibility and creativity um, pumping into the ethers right now. So thank you for all you're creating. Oh, thank you. Thank you, honey. And um, uh, I'm looking forward to doing some more stuff with you because I've been following you for years and I will continue. Thank you, Joy. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.